0: And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is inventory management. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co. Or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow well, us keep up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. All right, so I know that um, today's topic is a real barn burner, and I'm sure it's going to be a very attractive one for all of you people who are big fans of the podcast. Uh, and you're like, no, no, get back to the part that things are going wrong. But this is actually part of the core of this podcast is to talk about the things that are a problem for our little company and uh, how we're solving them. And actually this topic is, it's it's not that, I mean, it's interesting. It's got a lot of background to it and there's pieces of history that really make it meaningful and important. And we have a little bit of a unique problem with our inventory that I think would be interesting. But, um, you know, on its face, you're like, oh, inventory management. And that was actually my attitude in college um, when I was in my master's class for, uh, what was it called? Operations and production management which is as interesting as you think it is. No, it's actually a really interesting course because it was taught by a very brilliant um, GE, former GE, GE exec, one of the people that was really um, integrated in their system. And GE is, you want to talk about a company that's got a massive, massive portfolio that needs to keep things organized. Um, So they're really cool in that regard. But when I was in the class, I thought to myself, this is interesting and there's a lot to this. But a lot of the things that they were being taught that was being taught was like high level, you know, large operations, and I felt at the time I was like, that's great, I get the theory behind it, but I don't think this really applies in real life, and when I went to my my former company, I, I saw a lot of those massive inventory management systems in action, and I wasn't particularly impressed, I mean, you know, there are a lot of them that are important and that are neat, but, you know, some of them aren't that great. For those of you who don't have a business background, inventory management is just simply the software and or the systems, right? It can, it can include anything from uh, robotics to just humans working with scanner guns to you know anything at all like that, right? That's just the way you organize and track um, your inventory, which is really important, even though it's not always that interesting. So when I had started my own small business, this is actually, I guess... It, this was an a point that Gary Vee made a while back. I'm sure he continues to make it because a lot of his points have a certain timeliness and timelessness to them. Um, but what the point that he had made was, you know there are people who are happy running a million dollar company and would be unhappy running that same company at ten million dollars and I was thinking about that myself when I was reading my old journal. i was reading I should do that for a podcast. I should just read some of my journals from when I first started the company. I first started the company um what two almost three years ago something like that and in that month that i started the company and i started selling on amazon i set these goals for myself uh like like number of goals like i want to sell this many of this many i read through that and i'm like boy if i could have done that right if i could have sold one or maybe two products on amazon at the numbers that i had hoped to sell i could have done that i could have made as much money as i'm making now right? And I could have worked, you know, two or three days a week, just packing boxes and sending them off to Amazon. Now, I think that wouldn't have been nearly as much fun as I'm having now. But it's one of those interesting perspectives that just because your company is larger doesn't mean you make more money or things are better. A lot of times when you grow and you get into a bigger, you're a bigger company, what ends up actually happening is you need to spend more money, right? So if you're running a $1 million company, maybe you're taking home you know, like maybe all of your employees combined, everything you spend on labor, including yourself is like $150,000, right? And so maybe you're taking home $70,000, right? And then there's the company has like $10,000, dollars 30000 in extra profits. So maybe, you know, altogether, it's like you're the, the company is a 10% profitable right? after all things are said. That's paying you a salary and then paying you some dividends at the end of the year, Right. That's a million dollar company. But let's say you double the size of that and you're doing a two million dollar company. Well, it's possible that all of the extra profit, right? You'd say, okay, well, now you're making $200,000, right? But it's possible that that extra $100,000 in reality is going to more labor, better systems, larger facilities, more shipping costs. It's like, it doesn't necessarily get cheaper as you get larger. That's the kind of the common fallacy. There is a point when that comes into a play, but There's something to be said about being small and lean and well-organized and well-run and just making it go, right? Like that's, there's something to be said. So one of the problems that we ran into, well, our first Christmas, but especially our last Christmas was we don't have any inventory management system. It's all done old school manual counting. We have, over the course of the last 18 months, implemented some changes to our process. We organized our workshop to be more clear about where things are stored and to have a much better flow. We started using order tickets, which was a huge step forward. And in hindsight, it's like something we should have been done, doing from the very beginning, um, where we print off the order as a ticket. And, we, and it literally, the ticket follows the process of the book or the binder or the folio from the beginning of its process, when the raw materials are pulled, all the way to when it's being packaged and shipped. And that way, every single person at every step of the process can, like, look at what's in front of them and look at the ticket and say, do those things match, right? It's cut down on so many of our quality problems, and it's cut down on so much of our, you know, disorganization. So those are some simple things that we've started doing to make the process better. But one of the things that we've really struggled with is a technical, digital way to track our inventory. Now, during Christmas, this really comes to bite us in the butt. And during the last sale, it really became a problem because what ends up happening is this normally, on a normal day to day basis, we'll be able to pull the raw materials we need for the orders that currently exist in our system that day, right? So we don't have a flood of orders that comes in in such a way that it's like it's happening so quick that we can't keep up, right? So during a normal day, we'll have a handful of orders or more come in. And as they come in, we'll have somebody pull the stock off the shelf. We can manually then look at the shelf and say what things are low, and then we'll reorder it when we need to reorder it. That's kind of the way we've been doing it. And that's a fine way to do it when things are slow. However, what ends up happening is during these busy times, we'll come in the next morning and there'll be, you know, a hundred orders that came in, right? During these busy seasons, a hundred orders that came in from the time we left the workshop to the time. Well, it's possible that we ran out of something in the middle of the night and we didn't know it. And we didn't know to put it out of stock because the problem on top of that is when we run out of stock of things, we have to manually go into the back end of the website and put each and everything related to that thing out of stock individually. Incredibly time consuming. It's very inefficient. And it's it, it, it ends up having the problem we recently had where there was 20 something people. I mean, that's, you know, whether that's a lot or not is your perspective. But we had 20 something people we had to email in the last during the last sale saying, hey, we're sorry you purchased this item. Unfortunately, by the time you purchased, we'd ran out of the color and we hadn't been able to update the system. These are the colors we have left and we can replace it. Otherwise, we can refund you. I'm so sorry. Like we had to do that. Right. Creates a bad customer user experience. It creates a really bad problem for our, our team, which like, you know, poor Meryl, she's been she's the one that has to do most of this. And she's been like, like just dealing with the crazy pressure of like you have to pull things off the shelf and you have to keep track of all of this inventory. And at this point, now it's not something as simple as all we have is slim cut espresso binders. We have a lot of different things, and a lot of them use similar components at different points. So that's been an issue. So we've had to find a solution. Now, one of the big challenges with our company is we're actually a manufacturer, right? So what you buy from us isn't something that's prepackaged and sitting on a shelf, it's something that's in raw materials that we then craft and send out to you. And there could be 20 products in our store that use the same raw materials. Classic example, think of our pre-engraving, right? Our pre-engravings aren't made ahead of time. Sometimes with the really popular ones and during really busy seasons, we'll make a few of them ahead of time, but we don't normally make them ahead of time because there's not a lot of reason to. Otherwise, they just sit on the shelf. So what we do instead is we have specific raw materials that are designated for pre-engravings, normally because there's something about them that would make them better for pre-engravings rather than our standard stock or rather than our imperfects collection so what we end up doing is we have that inventory ready to go and then when orders are placed for a Da Vinci or a compass or whatever we'll pull that from the shelf and we'll go engrave it and we'll package it all up and make it right well the problem is with that is you can have the same raw material be functionally used in 100 different products and it's hard to tell which ones So you can't have a standard SKU based or I should say individualized SKU based organization and inventory system, which is how most of them are built. Most of them are built the way that you say, okay, I have 15 of this box of things on the shelf, so I'm going to put 15 in my inventory system. And then when 15 sell on the website, it goes out of stock, right, automatically. Right. And you just pull the boxes off the shelf. That's not how it works for us. So we've had to find an inventory management system that was able to basically track our raw materials after the product sold. Well, we contacted our website provider, Wix, and we're enterprise users with them. So they take good care of us and they'd worked with us on a solution. And they finally proposed um, a third. They were going to we were looking at doing like a custom built solution, but. I don't like custom built solutions. They don't like custom built solutions. It's. It's one of those things where it's great, but it's always expensive. It's always complicated and it rarely worked quite right. So we ended up saying we're going to try to find a third party system that can manage what we're trying to do. And they got us in contact with a company called Multi Orders that's integrated with Wix. I was I was pumped. I was like, this is great. At first, I was a little hesitant because it didn't seem like they have a way to do it. But then after speaking with one of their developers and explaining what we wanted, I realized they have a couple of different tools, right? They have what they call So in, in their inventory system, they separate their things called bundles and then simple inventory, which when you, if you think about it, it's a great way to do it. So for us, we have 75 to 100 simple inventory line items, right? That's fourth inch bolts, fourth inch screws, uh, slim cut espresso leather, right? Like we have all of these different raw materials. And what we do is we then create bundles, which say, okay. For a slim-cut espresso binder, it has one of the slim-cut espresso leather. It has two, three of the fourth-inch bolts. It has three of the fourth-inch screws, and so on and so forth, right? It has all of the components in the bundle. And so what ends up happening is as bundles sell, it pulls down the simple inventory associated with the bundle. It pulls down the components out of the simple inventory. And then when one of the simple inventory items runs out, it puts everything that is tied to that simple inventory out of stock. Perfect. It's exactly what we need. Kind of a bit of a problem because we have a lot of things that we have to put in and we have to make this transition to this new inventory system. But when we make the transition, hopefully the system will be smooth. It'll work well. We'll be able to have it so that it automatically puts things out of stock when you run out. It's even got some basic features that I really like where you can set up um, reorder points in the inventory system. So if it drops below a certain point, it automatically tells you either it sends you an email and says, hey, you need to order more or you can set it up to have an automatic PO, which I love, so that For things that are simple and that we reorder in standard quality quantities regularly when we hit a certain point, we can literally compute that all into the machine. And then once it hits that point, it automatically sends an email to our provider and says, we ran out, please send us more. Brilliant, right? My hope is that we can get this implemented in the next month because we have a a couple big things coming down the road in the next two months as well. We just launched our new binders. And. We ain't over, right? There's there's more stuff coming down the pike that I'm really excited about, but they're going to need us to have the system in place. And we want to have the system in place, well-tested, well-organized, get all the kinks out and the bugs out right before we end up having to run into Christmas because during Christmas, this will allow us to be much, much better organized, which is an ongoing problem for us. And that way, hopefully, with the system in place, with the way we're doing this, we won't run out of inventory, right? We'll be able to continuously manage our inventory in a much smarter way. And with that, we'll actually be able to cut down our lead times because sometimes like in the case that you're currently seeing on our website right now with the seven to 10 day lead time, it's not just because, it's because we're missing components. It's because we're waiting for things to get into the workshop before we can continue to make stuff. So hopefully this will cause us to have no problems with our lead time. And hopefully if we can keep this organized, we'll be able to make things better. These are all part of the changes that we're making to our company internally since COVID, right? I told you guys a couple of weeks back the changes we're making because of COVID, it's really focused us to say, how do we make our internal process the best and the smoothest they can be? How do we make this so that our software suite, our organizational methods, our process of making things, our process of marketing things, how do we make each and every one of those things as clean and as organized and as streamlined and as stress-free as possible? That way we can theoretically scale without having to worry about you know, the impossibility of manually counting things at scale. And I'm excited about this. I think this is going to be great. So if you want to hear more about how it evolves, let me know. Obviously, I'll keep you updated if something goes wrong. Obviously, that's always the fun one. But uh, I'm really hoping it all goes right. I'm really hoping that in, you know, a month from now, I'm doing a podcast and as I do the podcast, oh, by the way, I got the inventory system and it works perfectly. Like, that'd be an excellent thing, but it never seems to go that way. So stay tuned for potentially when it goes wrong. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. Also, turn on alerts so you can get notified when we do new podcasts. To be honest, I'm trying my best to stay on top of it, but every so often I'll miss one or the date will change or I'll do a bonus episode or something like that. And so being sure to get alerted is uh, is helpful to keep on top of it. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, folio, mask, accessory, uh, feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at MurdyCreative.co. You can also contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can text, call, direct message, all the usuals. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. Email is the best way to get a hold of us in a hurry. Um, We do have all the other ones, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. We have all those other platforms that we're we're pretty active on or we try to be pretty active on. Um, So those are also ways to reach out to us if you do those more. But uh, email is still, we've got this new email system that we're putting into play uh, with our customer management. And it's really helping keep, what was otherwise a very difficult and complicated process, much better organized. So that's great. Uh, if you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow our new community, right? A good review on the podcast really helps. It gets people thinking about the podcast and uh, seeing the behind the scenes. And I always like reading them, uh, but you can also leave a review on the product. If you go to facebook.com slash or you type murder into the search bar of Facebook, you can find our page on our page on the left hand side. There's a reviews button. You click on that reviews button and you can go and you can read a all of our five star reviews, which are incredible. But you can also go click. Do you recommend them Creative company? You click yes and you can write your review. It does help. People do read them. We post them on the wall in our workshop. We let everyone know. Um, oftentimes, if you post a, a good review, we'll go find who made your order specifically. And sometimes they'll get a little something special or we'll congratulate them publicly because we want to make sure to support the team's. And uh, so those reviews really do mean a lot to us. Also, word of mouth is the best form of advertising. So tell your friends if you're interested in making a little money doing so. um, You can check out the referral program we have on our website. All you need to do is become a member, which you can just click login at the top to become a member. It's free. It takes one second to sign up. Once you get all logged in, you can then go to the rewards button in the bottom left hand side of the website. You click on the rewards. There's a referrals link. If you click on the referrals link and you give that to a friend, they automatically get five dollars off their first purchase and you get five dollars when they spend that five dollars. So it's a great way to, you know, get uh, get a little bit of a little bit of a reward for sharing it. And like I said, it's a great product and being able to share it is fun. So I really appreciate all of you who have done that. It's really helped us grow. If you are, uh, have a podcast topic you want to hear more about, send it my way. I am always happy, always, to talk about new podcast topics. And I uh, really appreciate those of you who've sent in topics. Um, we're working on getting through uh, some of the great stuff that we've we've got planned. But I really want to talk about the things you guys want to hear about. So tell me more, uh, and I'll tell you more. So um, also, if you have multiple binders, if you're looking for multiple binders, portfolios, journals, any of our products, um, for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, ask about our book, Discounts. Bulk discounts are based on quantity, not necessarily on what you buy. So if you say, "Okay, I'm going to buy a hundred sunglasses case," right? Something a little cheaper, or you're saying, "I want to buy, you know, 15 coaster sets for my employees, or whatever it is." Um, it's based off quantity, not off what you uh, what you spent, and it stacks. So if you get five of this thing, five of this thing, five of this thing, it counts as 15 things in the eyes of the bulk discount. We're working on having that be an automatic uh, automatic discount. So we're still waiting on that. In the meantime, however, while that feature is getting built into our website, um, you can definitely send us an email sales at and ask about our book discount and we will be able to send you the link that you can use or the code that you can use to get that discount for the associated quantities. So definitely reach out to us for that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, have a great day and goodbye.